Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast today. I am really excited about this episode today. I have Coach Brianne on the podcast again. She was, I guess, back on episode 195, How to Be a Confident Athlete. And so many of you reached out to me, especially a lot of parents reached out to me and were like, hey, I really love that podcast how can I help my athlete be more confident? And so this episode is for parents. It's still great for you teens too, but I think it's really great for parents to know how to help their athlete be confident. So Coach Bree, she is a mental performance coach. Um, coach Bree, say hi. She's here, you guys. Hi, everyone. Happy to be back. Yeah, we're so happy to have you back. Um, if you haven't listened to episode 195, definitely go back and listen to that because it's such a great episode on how to be a confident athlete. But I wanted to have Coach Bree back on today because she is having a free training coming up for parents, which is going to be amazing. And um, she's got some more stuff to talk to us about today and help parents with helping their teen be a more confident athlete, which I know is something that a lot of you teens struggle with that are doing sports. So coach Bree, tell us, tell us if they haven't listened to episode 195, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I am like Sammy said, a mental performance coach for athletes and I get to work with athletes to teach them the mental side of their sport, how to navigate the normal parts of being an athlete. So overcome things like pressure, nerves, mistakes, comparison, all of these really normal things that all athletes experience, but not all athletes actually know how to handle. And that's how I was as an athlete. I was a very talented athlete, multi-sport athlete growing up, but my mental game was not strong <laughs> at all. Ended up long story short, quitting volleyball, which was my main sport after my senior year of college or high school, um, kind of turned down all the offers that I had, uh, at the time, because I just thought I was the only one who was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders and didn't know how to navigate it. Now, like I said, long story short, I was actually able to play at the collegiate level, walk on, and that's really where I learned how powerful the mental part of the game was because the coach that I played for at this division two college prioritized this part of the game. And I got to study it in undergrad and just learn that, wow, there were actually skills and strategies to teach me how to handle these nerves, handle this anxiety, how to come back from a mistake, how to process a, a, a loss, all of those things were possible. And so I decided when I graduated to become a coach, became a teacher. Um, and you know, about five years into my coaching career, I was like, Hey, my athletes also struggle with confidence and anxiety and the mental part of the game. And I don't really know how to help them. So I went out and got certified as a mental performance coach and studied more sports psychology and just the research around, um, how to train this part of the game. And then created a business out of it where now I get to help athletes with that. But the beautiful part of it is I also get to support parents along in the process 
Um, like Sammy said, we have a training coming up pretty soon, like right around the corner and, uh, the last week of September. And that's where parents get to learn this first step in how to support their athletes and how to build confidence in their athletes. So that is what I get to do in um, my company. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And I am one of those sports moms. I, (laughs) I have, um, all my kids play sports. I have three that play competitive soccer. And then my oldest, who's a sophomore, he plays, um, tennis for the high school team. And I feel like when it comes to my boy, like, he's the oldest. It's not like a big deal. Like what I say after his games and he has a really good mental game, but it's my girls that like on the car ride home after the game, I never know, I never know what to say, or I say the wrong thing, or it's just like, I don't say anything. And that wasn't the right thing to do. So I am so happy (laughs) to learn from you and have you help us parents when it comes to, um, our, our teen athletes and how to help them be more confident by not saying the, the wrong thing, because we do, we do as parents, we just say the wrong thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is a big part of what we help moms with. I mean, we say sports moms, but let's be honest, it's, it's all parents on what do, what do I say specifically before, during, and after games. And when after a game athlete is struggling, she feels like she didn't play well. And it's just kind of spiraling. She's being super negative. And we, as moms typically come in and like, we want to fix it. We want to you know, tell her it wasn't that bad and remind her of all the good things. And honestly, that actually ends up making it worse. It lowers her confidence. So we'll talk more about that. I'm assuming throughout the episode, but also, uh, we really dive into that at that training. And I know you'll link to it below, but your link is trainhergame.com forward slash Sammy. So go to that. That is where you can register for that. Okay. So yeah, I'll provide that link in the show notes. Um, so if you guys sign up for this training, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there because I need all the help <laughs> that I can get. Um, so example for you. So my daughter, um, my thir- 13 year old daughter, she's almost 14. Like she's super serious about soccer and, um, she wants to play in college. And so she actually plays defense on the soccer field. And so she, she is the last stop right before the goalie. And so whenever her team gets scored on, like she takes that on, like it is completely her fault. And then obviously she has a hard time recovering, but it's like, how can I help her to be more confident? I know you talk a lot about like resetting from mistakes, And, um, like, that's not something I can help her do like in the middle of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like before the game and after the game, how can we help our athlete be more confident? Yeah, it's a great question. I love that you asked specifically about because like goalies, pitchers, people, athletes that are in these like high pressure roles tend to struggle a lot with more, more, I think than the average athlete with this like pressure and things around them, because she's the last one, you know, it got through all these other people to get to her. And then it's like, Oh, that's when the score changes, you know, when I'm involved. Uh-huh. And that uh-huh. position, I feel like it's such a mental game. It's such mm-hmm. a mental piece, that defensive position. Cause yeah. she totally wants to be a forward because there's no pressure. 
Oh, right. Yes. Yes, exactly. So um, uh, it's totally... really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defense. Yes, for sure. So there's strategies, like you said, you can't be with her on the field to, to help her like, Hey, let's reset. Let's, you know? And so that's why actually we teach athletes. They have their own routine to recover from, from um, failure. That's why it's really important that actually as parents, we provide them with mental training in this area so that they have strategies they can use in those moments because like you're, you can't be out there. And so we actually teach our athletes, uh, what we call a snapback routine, which is a combination of a breath, a reset word and a gesture. So she also needs to have tools. Like it's kind of two parts to it. She has to have her tools. And then as parents, we can best support our athletes by, by what we say and what we don't say. And so she, first of all, needs to have her, her routines and, and have things that she can use out there for herself as parents. Um, I see that there's um, long game strategies and there's in the moment strategies. And so long game strategies is we refer to this as where we are emphasizing, um, our athletes accomplishments or what they do. What are we emphasizing and what we are seeing? Because we can unintentionally put a lot of extra pressure on our athletes, especially those that are in these high profile role, roles or our defenders or our or goalies or pitchers or, um, and so if we are, praising only her outcomes and only when she has really great games. And we're just putting tons of emphasis on that. She is going to be linking her confidence, how she feels about herself to that. She wants more of that. And when we talk about outcomes, especially in soccer, as she's a defender, there are so many other factors that play into what actually happens out there. She's not out there by herself. Like there's the other team, there's the other defenders. Um, there's the other people on her team who like her, the other forwards and midfielders, like there's just so many other things and she can't be responsible for um, the outcome all the time. But when we are only praising the outcome or we're only talking about the outcome and the goals scored and all of this, um, then that's where they're getting that, that subconscious message. And so as parents, one of the main things that we can do, we'll talk about other strategies, but one thing we can change right now is just where are we putting our praise? We want to be very careful about what we're highlighting. Are we highlighting things that are in her control or out of her control? So in her control would be your work ethic, how you came back from um, mistakes, how you took coaching, how were you as a teammate? We even talk uh, in our program with athletes about what are, why do you play? What are your values? Um, Were you true to that out there? And really just making sure that we are, we're emphasizing and we're careful about what we are praising um, because that can, that can really impact her confidence and how she feels about herself. So that's one, one way that we can just even get started in this area. Okay. So highlight things in her control. So be positive and praise her for those things. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. In her control. Okay. And it makes sense. So if she goes out, you know, and then we're about to play this game and again, some of this is subconscious. It's not, she's not maybe consciously thinking these things, but if she's thinking, I have to, I have to stop every ball that comes, you know, near me, or I have to, whatever it is in her mind, then that's a ton of unnecessary pressure. And she's going to likely perform worse. But if she is in her mind thinking, okay, I have to give hundred percent. I have to communicate with my teammates and take coaching. Well, I can do that, you know, and that just boosts her confidence because those are in her control and they actually positively impact the outcome. Um, and so I tell, especially parents that are competitive, like I am, it's like, if you really are competitive and you really do want to win, you really do want to see your athlete, like perform as great as she could, 
you will shift where your emphasis is from winning and performance and achievement to what's in her control, because those things actually impact the outcome more than if you were just to focus on the outcome. Yeah. Okay. So I can totally think of right now, like all the things that I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Okay. Noted coach. No, we're all, we're all like, you know, come from a place of the best of intentions and don't always do it. I don't even know if, well, yes, I say, I don't even know if there's a right way. I mean, yes, there are things there's best practices and that's why we're, because we're talking about it, but there's also so many opportunities right? Like that's why it's great. There's always another practice around the corner. There's always another game. And so that's why it's kind of fun to be like, okay, this game, I am going to highlight another term we use is positive innate qualities. So PIQ is positive innate qualities. What makes, what makes her, her, you know, like what, what is it about her that she's, you know, she's connected. She's funny. She's, you know, all of those things like, okay, this game, I'm just going to highlight her PIQs. And so, yeah. Okay. So you guys, I'm just going to take this episode as a coaching session for myself, actually. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to learn from you all I can today. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you say positive innate, innate qualities. All right. And so we have a problem with this because like my daughter, she has, she is so competitive and she is so intense and she has, you know, one, one speed. Right. And I see that as like a super good positive quality of hers. All right. But her teammates don't see that as a a positive innate quality because she's intense. So, Mm -hmm. so what do you do there when like, it is a positive quality. That's why she's a good soccer player is because Mm -hmm. of that competitiveness, but it clashes and makes drama for the rest of the team. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. When you say it creates drama for the rest of the team, like what what kind of drama? Um, she always wants to play, like, yeah. and she always wants to be on the field. Mm-hmm. And how old is she? She'll be fourteen in a month. Okay, yeah, that's a good. I think a good opportunity to teach about not dimming your light. <laughs> so it is it is uncomfortable sometimes to be ourselves and we can't always control how other people perceive us. Now I say this with also, also realizing team dynamics are tricky and you have to, as, as a coach myself, you know, balancing the dynamics of a lot of different personality types and um, athletes that are more competitive and more intense and the ones that aren't in all of that. So there's, there's always that kind of, magical thing that's happening with the team dynamics. But ultimately what we teach athletes and we also teach parents is to not dim your light. And your, your job isn't to, um, make people happy around you. And I think that this is a message that especially girl athletes get in their sport that, you know, you need to make everybody else comfortable. You can't outshine other people. Um, if you're winning, that means you're gonna make people feel bad. Um, and so I would just be really aware of the messaging around like having her back off. Um, I'll tell a story. So we had a parent come into our program and before they even like started the program at all, they were telling us, um, just this, this small snapshot of when their daughter was 12. Um, she was a soccer player also, and, um, was aggressive and intense and competitive. And I guess one day after 
um, a game, the mom said to her athlete, she said, Hey, stop being such a ball hog. And because, you know, she, she felt uncomfortable. Like I'm seeing her, she's aggressive. She's always calling for the ball. She's always going after the ball. She's like, you know, and for it, that sparked something in, in the mom. And so she said this kind of like kind of joking, but not, and she said after that, she was a completely different player, not in a good way. Like she then wasn't aggressive. She passed the ball, but to the point where like, she wasn't now taking shots that she needed to. And she, she said ever since then, um, it hasn't been the same. And now we're, we're, we're here to try and get that aggressiveness back in her because now she's worried about what other people are thinking of her. And so just a powerful, like, I know that there's always a balance of like, you know, how can you still be a good teammate while also being yourself? Um, but I would just caution against trying to dim any of that, especially at this age. Um, but instead being like, Hey, embrace who you are, know who you are. You're competitive, you're fast, you're aggressive. You provide so so many strengths in that way to your team. And not everyone is actually going to like those things. And that's okay. How can you still be a good teammate? Like what are, what does a good teammate look like? And just have her brainstorm how she can, you know, still be a good, a great teammate and a good leader out there and use her strengths for good. Yeah. It's so hard too, because Mm -hmm. it's like with teen girls, it's like, you're intense, you're focused, you're really serious about the sport and not everybody feels that way. And so like people get mad at you. And like I said, she, she only has like one level of competitiveness when it comes to soccer. And if other people aren't, you know, working as hard as she is or care as much as she does, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard. And it also creates, um, trouble within like friendships within the team, you know? Yeah, it is hard. I, and I feel for you. That's hard to watch the mom too. Like, oh gosh, you know, you don't want to see kind of like friendships or relationships. You know, I think that changing to make other people comfortable is kind of like the overarching message, you know, if we're going to like play this out long, long game, um, you know, these are skills that are going to serve her for a long time if she continues to play. And, you know, I, I coach at a really high level and high level volleyball program. And we've got athletes on both, both ends of that spectrum too. And the ones that are like focused and competitive and intense, almost to a fault. I mean, those are the ones that are winning us games and they're going off to play in college. So yeah. I think it's, it's a good thing, but I think learning that lesson early that it's okay to be myself and being myself, not everyone's gonna, not everyone's gonna like that. And that's okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to do a better job (laughs) job about that because I feel like at this age, eighth grade and your freshman year and kind of throughout high school is like, there is that dynamic of wanting to be liked versus Mm -hmm. trying to be who you really are. And I think that clashes so hard for so many teens, especially when they're really good at something or, you know, wanting to be like, doesn't really mesh well with, (laughs) with what their personality and desires are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Gosh. And this is so real. I love that you brought that up because it's like those dynamics are just so real for, for us as parents too, to like how, Oh man, you know, this is, I see this all playing out and I want my daughter to be liked. And also, you know, we want our kids to be liked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's an important part of being a sports parent too, is to notice what comes up in ourselves as we are watching our kids compete and play and, and interact 
with other people. I mean, I'm, I'm a sports parent. My daughter's a little bit younger, but even just watching her out there, I, I get all these things, these feelings that come up that I'm like, Oh, come on, like try, you gotta try harder, like more effort or, you know, you, it, there's just so much of our own experience that's wrapped up into it. That, um, is really important that we pay attention to and honor, but also not get wrapped up in, into uh, their experience. Right. Yes. I know. I'm kind of her and I have the same personality where I'm very, I'm very competitive too. She totally gets it for me. Okay. So how else can we help our teen athletes be more confident? These again are our long game strategies, but validating our athletes experience, especially when they're coming to us. I mean, you mentioned like the car ride home earlier, which is one of the most memorable times for athletes, because typically that is when we are criticizing or we're asking questions or we want them to talk and they're like not wanting to. And so one of the things that we teach and we'll teach this on the training too, is um, the love framework. So we call it L-O-V-E. And L stands for let her lead. So especially in those conversations after a performance, uh, maybe didn't go well, but let her lead and kind of take your guidance from her. Like, is she wanting to talk right now or is she not? She needs some space. Kind of feel it out. You want to imagine that you're walking alongside your athlete on a path, not leading her, you know, you're forging the path for her. You're kind of like, Hey, okay, where are we going? I'm here for you to support. Oh, is open the space. So we tell athletes or we tell moms of athletes create something consistent, um, in that post competition period, whether that's you go eat somewhere, same thing every time, or you just, just go get food after, or you have a car ride where maybe you play a certain song every time and, you know, just open the space for athletes to be able to enter and make that consistent. So it's not, and I know most people that are listening would not do this, but it's not, Hey, you won, let's go eat. Or you didn't win. We're going straight home now. So I feel like that's a given, but if we can maintain consistency, then we are teaching our athletes that, Hey, we love you regardless of your performance. We're still going to do the same thing. We're still going to go get something to eat. Like, you know, that doesn't change. You could have your best performance or your worst doesn't change how I feel about you. V, which is what I really want to um, hit on is the validated experience. So as I said in the beginning, like we're, we're moms, so we're fixers, we hear things and we hear a situation that they got into and we want to tell them exactly how to get out of it and what to do. We have so much knowledge and experience, but pausing to validate our kids experience and their emotions is such a confidence builder. So um, our definition of com- definition of confidence, we lean on Dr. Becky Kennedy's work in this area of confidence that confidence is being able to experience a wide range of emotions and trust ourselves. And so when that look, what that looks like to athletes is that they can have all sorts of emotions, all sorts of experiences as a part of being an athlete and a person. And we are not trying to get them to change and get them to be happy right away. And, you know, like, Hey, you can't be disappointed, frustrated, angry around me. Uh, let's get you back to happy. I know how to fix this. <laughs> you know, uh, we let them and we validate like, Hey, you are frustrated right now. You're disappointed that a ball got past you. That makes sense. Tell me more about that. You feel like you let the whole team down, uh, when you couldn't stop that ball. I hear you. That would be tough to feel like, tell me more about it. And validating her experience doesn't mean that you're agreeing with her. You're not agreeing that she let the whole team down, right? You're agreeing that that experience and feeling like that would be really tough. Or even um, a phrase that I heard from uh, Dr. Lisa Damore recently on her podcast was 
you know, you and I both know that's not true. You know, when we get that negative, they get into that negative spiral of like, I'm the worst one on the team. I'm terrible. I suck. You know, you and I both know that's not true. So just kind of saying like, that that's not, and kind of creating some separation there. However, it would be really hard to feel like that. It would be really hard to think that. Um, tell me more, like what, what happened to make you, make you think that. And so just validating and, pro- and helping her process um, that experience actually does build her confidence because now she's not afraid of these feelings. Um, she can have them and she's, you know, she's safe to have them in your presence and she can build confidence that way so that she can experience just a wide range of emotions. E is encourage inward of that love framework. So that is asking questions of athletes that help them know how to think, not what to think. So instead of just spoon feeding them, like, Hey, this is what you should do. Or next time do this. She already knows. She already knows she made a mistake and she probably can tell you every single mistake that she made out there. She doesn't need a recount of it. (laughs) She needs to look inward to decide, okay, yes, this happened. This doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change my worth. And I can still find the good that I did. And I can pick some things that I want to improve on for next time. So we um, have questions uh, that are that are really great for, for parents and athletes to kind of go through in that post-game period that help athletes encourage or encourage them to look inward rather than outward for validation and you know all of those things so that they're not attaching their worth to things that are external. After a game on that car ride home, one of the questions I get a lot is like, mom, how do you think I did? Right. Where, um, they're seeking validation and they're Mm -hmm. seeking reassurance, but at the same time, like, well, maybe it wasn't their best game, you know? And I feel like I'm trapped. (laughs) That's a tough, it it is. And we, um, yeah, we talk about that a lot, a lot actually in our community, because we want, we want athletes to, like I said, encourage we want them to look inward instead of outward. Like, how do you think I did? And then I can feel good or bad about myself based on what you say. And so we teach parents to first and say, like, I'll let you know what I noticed um, for sure. You know, we don't want to like withhold. We also don't want to lie to our kids. Like they're going to see right through that. If she didn't play well, you don't want to be like, you played great. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, you know, they're going to see right through that. But before we get to what you noticed, um, we have parents ask, like, I first want to hear from you. What are, you know, three things that you're proud of, one thing you want to improve on. And then we even tell parents, you know, as they're going through our program. So we have a program called the elite mental game. Um, we teach athletes to um, set goals for themselves, what their focus is. They have, they have different things that they are working on as they go into a competition and that they're focusing on. And then we have parents, uh, you know, if they can know some of these things. So depending on the age of the athlete and how much they want to share, if parents know these things that they can also follow up like, okay, well, you were really focusing on, maybe it's something skill related. You're really, really focusing on getting available. How did you do like on a scale of one to five? Um, how'd you do on that? You were really focusing on coming back from mistakes. Remember you telling me that on a scale of one to five. And so that she can check back in with things that she was identifying as what she wanted to work on. So those are great ways to lead, steer that conversation in a more productive direction. Um, and just hearing from her, like, what are you proud of? What do you want to improve? You know, kind of get her to, to process all of that. What feedback did you get from your coach? And then, um, then you can come in with what you noticed and again, keep it what's in her control. And I recommend that. And, you know, if you know something about the sport, like your weight, might be different depending on if you were like a former athlete in her sport or you're a coach, you know, maybe you can provide a little more like 
strategy. Um, but we typically don't tell parents to coach because that's not their role. Um, but we have them say like one thing that you noticed that was really great. That's in their control. And then one thing you noticed that, um, you know, they can work on improving based on what they want to improve on. So that might sound like, Hey, I noticed that, um, you know, that one play where like, you know, it got past you, whatever, like whatever the situation was, but you got right back on, back on defense right away. Like you responded really well. And that's something that you do want to talk to her about. That's like, you know, Hey, that wasn't, um, that wasn't like how you typically perform. You'd be like, you know, normally I noticed that, um, that you can come back from mistakes pretty quickly. Um, in today's game, I noticed that you were, you were dwelling a little bit on mistakes. Did you notice that too? And just kind of put it back on her. So yeah, I wouldn't go into a whole like critical thing of all the things that she did wrong, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like first have her encourage inward what you noticed that was like positive. And then one thing that you noticed that um, is in her control that she can work on. I think it's, it's hard to have that balance between like, you know, helping them to think about like, oh, I want to do this differently next time versus not beating themselves up. Mm -hmm. It is hard. That spiral can be tough. And that's why we also, um, in our program, teach athletes a a post-competition routine to help them productively process that because our brain naturally it has like a, a negativity bias. It's going to find all the negative. And then especially if they're also a more anxious kid, you know, they're, they're going to go there even, even harder. And so having a way to, and we have athletes and parents, um, have common language around this, so that they can actually go through that routine together, um, as a way for parents to support their athletes post game without this whole, like you said, uh, she just wants to hear how I did, but then even asking like, why does she want to know? Why does she, what is she seeking, you know, in, in me, what is she seeking in that question? And it likely is, uh, you know, an insecurity of, cause she probably already knows. And now she, does she want me to say the opposite so that she feels better? Does she want to continue to beat herself up because she's used to that feeling and wants more, you know, asking that question to yourself. And then we can even back up, like I said, the out of the moment strategies, if it is an insecurity, then continuing um, out of the moment to build her confidence so that she's not so reliant on you to tell her how she should feel and how, if she should feel good about herself or not. All of this is so good. Any other like last little tips? Well, obviously this all is confidence building. So, you know, sometimes we're like, well, what's the, what's the, the magic words, the magic phrase, there's no magic script, <laughs> you know, there's no None of that, but there are, we do have a lot of scripts and a lot of phrases, a lot of examples of things, um, that help. And, um, we give those at the free training as well. We have, um, even when, as soon as you register, you get our 25 key phrases and those are great. However, what really moves the needle is two things, shaping the environment and providing the opportunities for your athletes. So when we say shape the environment, um, what we mean is your verbal and nonverbal communication. So we've talked a lot about the verbal communication, what to say in those tough moments. And I'm so glad you brought up those real moments because that happens. Um, but also nonverbal communication. That's how are you showing up as, as a parent? And we're not like, I'm not out here saying that I am a perfect sports parent or that any of us are definitely not. Um, and (laughs) that's why I'm so passionate about this work, but I think that, you know, our kids more is caught than taught in a lot of these situations. So 
I, I challenge parents. I challenge myself to think about how we want our kids to show up. What does confidence mean? What does it look like in our kids? And then how can we model that? So if we want our kids to be resilient, if we want them to come back from mistakes and challenges, we want them to advocate for themselves. We want them to be strong and loud and have good body language. How can we model that? And that could be as simple as how we talk to ourselves, how we talk about ourselves really matters. What actions are are we doing? Even if it's like little things to get us out of our comfort zone, whether that's like take a new workout class, try a new recipe, whatever. How are we responding to mistakes? And how are we talking about those things? How are we talking about our emotions and normalizing feeling frustrated and mad, but not getting like totally beat up by it. The, all of that environment that we're creating for our kids that they show up in every single day really does make a difference. Even if you think that your team doesn't listen or hear anything that you say or pay attention to you at all, they do, they notice they're, they're soaking it in. So that is another big piece of confidence that we can be modeling without even trying to like change our kids or fix our kids or anything. Like this is all just us which provides, I think, some empowerment because now it's like, I don't even have to like worry about trying, you know, I can, I, I can definitely work on my self-talk, um, how I process disappointments and challenges, how I show up knowing that that actually makes a difference in my kid's confidence. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I have so much work to do. You and me both. (laughs) All right. I really try to do a better job. Such such good stuff. And I am really looking forward to the free training. Um, what you do, I feel like is so helpful to so many parent athletes, parent athletes. I didn't say that right. I am a parent athlete, but yeah, a a parent of an athlete, right? (laughs) Parents of athletes. And I just feel like your, everything you have is so helpful and it's really, you always explain it in a way that actually helps me be able to incorporate it where I understand what you're saying. And then I'm like, oh, okay, these are some things I can do. And sometimes, yes, I just want you to be like, tell me what to say. And right, I'll yeah. say it, right. But all of it is so good. So tell us a little bit more about that free training. And then um, you guys, the I'll put the free training in the show notes. How long is it going on for? Yeah. So it's going on um, until September 28th. So we have trainings the 26th, 27th, and 28th. And like I said, these are live. They are a lot of fun. We are going to be going over the three common mistakes that sports moms make. We actually hit on one of them in, um, in this, uh, in this podcast interview, but we're going over the three common things that, um, sports moms do that actually end up hurting our athletes confidence. And these come from like a well-intended place, right? Uh, we are also talking about our, um, unstoppable athlete method. So this is where we teach you how to support your athlete in overcoming mistakes, releasing pressure and flipping her negative mindset. These are like the top three things that we hear from athletes and from moms that they struggle with the most. And then of course, proven strategies on how you can start building confidence in your athlete today. And because it's live, we're doing some giveaways. We are actually giving away a free spot inside our signature mental training program called the elite mental game at every training. So when you show up live, you have a chance also to win a spot in our training. So you'll, you'll hear about the training and also have a chance to win a free spot. So is the training, is that for teen athletes or is that for parents? This is just for parents. Parents. Okay. We need the help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is how you can help your athlete. Now we will be talking about, like I said, the elite mental game, which is our program for athletes and for parents, athlete side and a parent side. So you'll learn all about that there as well. Okay. 
that link will be in the show notes. And then anything else? What's your what's your website? How can people find more about you if they're interested in working with you or in what you have to teach? I know you have a podcast too. Tell us all yeah. that. Yeah, we've got a lot of things. Um, but yeah, that I would say first head to the head to Sammy's uh, free training link. I think yeah, whatever wherever wherever you're gonna put that. Um, and then I'm at Elite Competitor Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Our podcast is Raising Elite Competitors. And that is, uh, those are kind of the main places. Um, we have a website that you can, I mean, elitecompetitor.com. So everything Elite Competitor, you will, okay. you'll find us. <laughs> all right. And I'll put it all in the show notes. Thank you so much, Coach oh. Bree. It was super helpful for me today. I hope the listeners get something out of it. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You're the greatest. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.